Could injuries be the thing that breaks the camel's back for this Gophers men's basketball team? We're diving in on thoughts of these injuries, and can the Gophers get through them? And then we're going to do a lockdown crossover with Michigan State. You're not going to want to miss this coming up next. Hey, you no are matter locked what happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden out, Gophers. However it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. What's up, Gopher fans? You are listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And today, we're talking a lot of men's hoops. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty. We're going to talk about that Michigan State matchup. But we have to talk about the injuries because they are starting to become worrisome for this team. And could it be the, the, the thing that breaks the camel's back? That's what we're going to talk about before we dive into a locked-on crossover versus Michigan State. We're going to talk with our guy Matt Sheehan over at uh, Locked On Michigan State or Locked On Spartans. Do a little bit of back and forth. You can learn about the Spartans, and they'll grill us about the Gophers just so they can learn a little bit before the matchup. But before we get into that, I do want to talk about these injuries because it came out today from Andy Greeter at the Pioneer Press that both Elijah Hawkins and Pharrell Payne are questionable for this game, potentially could miss. Pharrell Payne has not practiced this week. That in itself is definitely a little worrisome when it comes to the Gophers' next uh, matchup because if you're losing either one of those players in any amount of games, it's going to be hard for the Gophers to fight through. Now, we've already fought through injuries from Dawson Garcia. Burrell Payne has fought through injuries and missed some time to start this season. And so overall, these injuries are just starting to add up over time, especially because these players can't really find the groove together. They can't find the chemistry together. They're still feeling out the process. And as soon as it feels like we're making progress towards that feeling out, all of a sudden somebody else gets down with an injury, whether it's minor, whether it's only a couple games, it doesn't matter. It's still making it harder for this team to respond as we get into the Big Ten season. Now, after dropping back-to-back games, it's worrisome losing potentially Elijah Hawkins and Pharrell Payne when you, you're going up against a Michigan State team that has some rock-solid guards but also some bigger players to bang down low. You definitely need those two presence, not only on the offense with Elijah Hawkins to generate the offense, get the thing going and flowing, but for Pharrell Payne, working in the post and defensively, he has been the engine, the motor, the, the thing that could for this Gophers team. So how bad could it be if we lose both those players it could be real tough now right now I believe the line is about 14 points in favor of Michigan State and you know what we have to earn it before that can be closer but if you're losing those two players it could be a lot worse it could be 20 some points or more if we don't have those two players who are probably the second and third most important players on this team maybe you could even make a case for them being the first or second important player on this team not to slight Dawson Garcia in the the slightest but at the same time he's still kind of finding his way back on the court into his scoring into his rhythm he's obviously the leader of this team and is the best player on this team but the way that Elijah Hawkins funnels his offense is critical and so I hope that these players have uh, 
an ability to get on the floor and be available for this team. But if they're not, it could be tough swinging. But is injuries the thing that's going to cause Minnesota to drop some games that maybe we wouldn't have? It possibly could be. I hope not. My fingers are crossed that everyone continues to stay healthy. But it seems like even though it's not season-ending injuries, knock on wood, make sure that doesn't happen. But at the same time, it feels like injuries are always plaguing this team a little bit. So how can they find ways to keep their guys fresh throughout the duration of a Big Ten season, especially your big man in Pharrell Payne, who has been dealing with things on and off since the first tip, since before the first tip for the first practices of this season. Now, he is a major presence for the Gophers on both ends of the floor. So you definitely need every element and aspect that he brings to the floor. Now, if those two are to be out, how do the Gophers address it? That's going to be the big thing. My guess is that you'd see a lot more minutes for Cam Christie. Uh, he tends to play somewhat of a facilitating role when Elijah Hawkins takes his breaks that he have, have somewhat takes every once in a while. Mike Mitchell Jr. also has some of that facilitator role, but I feel like we see a lot more Cam Christie in there. So maybe that's the opportunity for him to really step up and play heavy, heavy minutes for the Gophers team and allow him to thrive in a different way than what we've seen. Maybe it gives him more confidence moving forward as well, because we've all been waiting for him to kind of take that next step into his upside. So I think you'll see a lot more minutes for Cam Christie if Elijah Hawkins does, in fact, miss time, but hopefully he does not. Now, on the flip side, for Pharrell Payne, you're probably going to see maybe more minutes for uh Maybe Jack Wilson could get a tiny in there, but I don't think he'll take a vast majority. I think you'll see more minutes for Joshua Joseph, who kind of gets inconsistent minutes. He gets around 24 minutes or so a game, I believe, but I feel like he sees a lot of time in the beginning. He finds a medium stretch on the bench, and then they see him in that second half as well. I think if Pharrell Payne is down, Joshua Joseph is going to have to step up in the physicality department. He's going to have to step up in the rebounding department. And if he can, then he'll take more minutes in that role. If he can't, then I think you see more Parker Fox, who is more of that energy player, do it all. He plays in the post, and he might not be the biggest physical presence as a four or a post player, but he'll give you everything he has until the gas is gone in the tank. He'll dive on the floor. He'll take a charge. He'll do whatever this team needs from him. So I think both Pharrell Payne and Joshua Joseph could see more minutes if they're not Pharrell Payne. Sorry, Parker Fox and Joshua Joseph could see more minutes if Pharrell Payne is indeed out for a couple games. On the flip side, Elijah Hawkins, if he is out, you're going to see more minutes from Cam Kirsty. I am sure of it. But on top of that, we'll see how the Gophers have uh, who else they have facilitate. Would it be Mike Mitchell Jr.? Would it be Braden Carrington? How do you do that? They don't have another true, true point guard beyond Elijah Hawkins on this roster. It is definitely the role that you wish you had a guy like Isaac Asuma on the team right now. But if Elijah Hawkins is down, who can step up and answer the call? Or will it be some of the issues we saw last year where they had issues getting the ball up the court, facilitating whatnot? I think that point guard play could be the make or break for the Gophers in their next few games. So definitely hoping he is healthy and ready to go. Now we're going to dive into a lockdown crossover and we're going to do that with our guy, Matt Sheehan over at lockdown Spartans. And we're going to let him do a little bit of his ad reads because I think he just knocks it out of the park. So you're definitely going to want to hear from our friends coming up next. And then we're jumping in with Matt Sheehan. Love it. And I'll, I'll get you off the hot seat about Joe Rossi. I'll make you stop talking <laughs> about the defensive coordinator that we snatched over here. I'm sorry. But I'm still going to keep you on the hot seat next segment because I'll pepper you about your Minnesota basketball gophers. You'll ask me about my basketball spars in the following segment. But first, 
Kane, I need to talk to people's ears off about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or it's your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. And with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to you as customers. Also, hey, small businesses, listen up. LinkedIn Jobs is where you got to go for all your high needs in the new year. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What is the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Bada boom, bada bang. It's LinkedIn Jobs. They know that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster. And my favorite part, for Free. Now, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than 1 billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy that, in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So don't sit on the bench wondering, oh, my God, how are things going to get better for me? No, take matters in your own hands with LinkedIn Jobs. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Post your job for free terms and conditions. You got that right, Buckaroo. They apply. And, Kane, I got to call myself out really quick because if you're watching on YouTube, oh, over there in the corner, it says Lockdown Crossover. It says Lockdown Spartans. And I, I forgot to switch out the Nittany Lions uh, graphics. So if anyone is very astute watching on YouTube and they're wondering what, what's going on here, who, who, who messed that up, that that that's me over here. So uh, podcast listeners would have no idea that I screwed up, but I'm just going to out myself. So I just wanted to <laughs> clear that before we get into the basketball game. 5.30 Central Time, 6.30 Eastern Time on FS1. It's Spartans. It's Gophers. And the folks at BartTorvik.com have Michigan State favored by about 14 points. That's what the computers have it at. So, Kane, that's where we're going to start the conversation. Wait, when you hear that, that on the road, Minnesota – 14-point dogs. Is that surprising because Minnesota's played better than they were last year? I mean, that's just the obvious. But is that is that a little too steep in your opinion, or is that sound about right? Uh, you know, it's tough because we've seen some good moments from the Gophers on the basketball floor, but also we have seen some struggles as of late. I think okay. they're, they're dealing with a couple things. Uh, on the road at IU did not play in our favor, and we really got jumped on in that game. Now we've dropped two in a row with the Iowa matchup at home as well. And so I can definitely see why it might favor that, that big, because even though Michigan State has a decent amount of losses on the season, they have been a lot of quality losses. Now, yes, there's one or two that it's like, eh, okay, well, how'd you lose that one? But at the same time, they've lost us a lot of ranked opponents that they put up a fight with. So I think that the Gophers, when you look at their schedule, our non-conference has been a lot weaker. So, yes, we should have those wins, but I don't know if we have done enough to give us the credit on that gap, if you know what I'm saying. No, totally, 100%. And, yeah, it is a tale of two different non-conference schedules, no question about it. But what is the makeup of Minnesota this year? Because, yes, on the record, things are going a little better. But one thing that is constant, Dawson Garcia, 
still an amazing basketball player. So is this team just simply Dawson Garcia and company, or does Minnesota have a little more going for it than just simply, hey, you're borderline all Big Ten player and just a bunch of other cast members? Yeah, you know, at the first, I'd say the first handful of games, it kind of felt like Dawson Garcia and company. I'm not going to lie, like a younger team, but he was the staple, and we kind of ran with it like that. Then Dawson Garcia gets hurt, and all of a sudden this Gophers team really started to click. They started to find who else could step up and who else could contribute, and that's where things kind of really got better for the Gophers with more quality opponents. That's actually the injury happened in the Nebraska game, early in the Nebraska game, like in the first five minutes or so. And we lost Austin Garcia for the rest of the game, and somehow we come back from being down 17 and a half and beat Nebraska, which has been a quality team on the season. And I yes. think it's because <laughs> other other team or other players started to find their groove. They started to figure out where they can attack or when's their time to get involved. And now that Dawson Garcia is back, he's still getting back to 100%. But last game against Iowa, he did have another 30-point game. So you're starting to see him get a lot more comfortable coming back from that ankle injury. But I think what's nice now is they're trying to find the groove between what they had when he was out or when he was playing kind of lower minutes getting back to 100%. And now with him back 100%, how can we make it all work together? And I think there have been some issues in that front, but hopefully that will start to come together. But right when I say that, there's two – quality players in Elijah Hawkins, who's leading the entire country in assists, I believe, right now. He has yeah. been the last time I checked, and, and also Pharrell Payne, who's been a monster force on the inside. Both of those guys on the injury report, both of them questionable for this game. So if we're missing those two players, that point spread might look even better than what the outcome could be. We are in lockstep because that funnels into right where I was going next. And this is from Andy Gretter News. Go for center Pharrell Payne back and point guard Elijah Hawkins ankle game time decisions versus Michigan State. But my question was, like, how big of a deal is that going to be? And I quite simply put, it seems like that'll be a big deal if either guy is supposed to not go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Elijah Hawkins has kind of been the engine of this offense, in my opinion. I know Dawson Garcia gotcha. gets all the love from the outside perspective, but this offense really works when he is able to get others going. And that shows with the assist totals that he has, but he can also score. And so the thing is, when he's always distributing, sometimes people get too lost in, like, where's the ball going to go? Where, Which way is he giving it? And then he'll drive on you with his speed. He is one of the fastest mm-hmm. players I've watched in the Big Ten in quite some time. He's got some crazy speed to him. And I think in the earlier games, he got a little out of control with it, but he started to find okay. his pace, find his timing with it all. And he can attack, he can hit the three, but he's had some struggles here and there with knocking down shots lately. Um, so I think overall it is a big loss, especially with those two. Those two, I would say, are the next two up behind Dawson Garcia. So the fact that your second and third options that are playing massive minutes and really doing the dirty work that maybe doesn't end up in the box score, if they don't play, the Gophers are definitely in trouble for this one. It sounded like the football season, just injuries <laughs> as far as the eye can see over there. One player that I do want to ask about, because there is somewhat of a Michigan State tie to this, is Cam Christie, who I think last I checked, he's the best three-point shooter uh, on your team right now. Of course, younger brother of Max Christie, former Spartan. Uh, Lakers legend, Max Christie, may I add. Uh, how has Cam been? I mean, is, is that just what he is, just like a three-point ace, or does he have a little more to his game this early in his career? No, Cam is so fun to watch, and you can just see the upside that he brings to the court, and I think everybody's just waiting for it to fully click because his pull-up game is insane. And, yes, you see it in the three-pointers, but I think his mid-range game is better than his three-point shooting, but I think he's still figuring out when is the right moments for him to get aggressive attacking and when does he kind of fit within the offensive system. And I think Ben has really – Coach Johnson has really – really been 
pressing that motion as far as like you need to take shots within the offense. You can't get selfish. You, it has to be 100% team ball. And there's been times where someone will pull up from three or pull up and take an early shot on the clock, and he'll put them on the bench in two seconds after that happens. So I think gotcha. he's really stressed that team ball. And so I think Cam Christie's really trying to feel out when's the right moment to try and get his and when's the right moment to attack. I would honestly like to see him be more aggressive because his skill set when it comes to scoring is quality like he is he doesn't look like a freshman out there on the floor and his pull-up game especially in the mid-range is fun to watch and this has you know almost nothing to do with the game itself from a micro level but just from a zoomed out level what what are your thoughts on Ben Johnson because over here you know in Michigan I'm rooting for Ben Johnson I know that last year was not the year you guys wanted and it's a tough job over there but like there's a something about him that I'm just like I'm truly rooting for him. But what is it like as an actual Gopher fan? Are things going well? Do you see the vision that he has, or what's it looking like? You know what, Ben Johnson off the court is one of my favorite human beings to be in the pressers with and stuff because I mm-hmm. feel like he's just down to earth. He's real with you. He's not going to put on anything fake, but he's just going to shoot you straight. So I love that about him, and he is all about creating community and brotherhood. And one of the biggest things, him being Minnesotan, him playing for Minnesota, him understanding that they've had their fair share of, like, uh, I would say sports traumas over the years from the Vikings and Twins and all that. He gets that, and from day one, even uh, my first year of covering him with Locked on Gophers, which was last season, so his year two, he had really said, I get Minnesota sports, we have this trauma, but, like, we don't want to. We don't want to have excuses. We don't want to have like we want to be known for what we're doing now. So we don't want the boohoo's or anything like that. And I love that he's embraced that. But I think when you see the two back-to-back cellar dweller years, you start to get concerned. You're like, maybe it doesn't work. Even if he's a great person, is he the right guy for the job? And so I think you're slowly starting to see things come together now that he's got some depth on the team. He's got some talent on the team. But the thing that really put it into perspective for me was last year, the Ohio State versus Minnesota game where they had the coaches mic'd up. And you could hear the adjustments he was asking for. You could hear what he was saying. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, like that makes sense. Oh, that is what we should be doing. But the players weren't capitalizing on it. They were falling out of the system. A lot of young players that were still kind of over their heads when it came to the game speed. And that showed. And now that you have more depth and you have year two and everything like that, you're seeing things come together, and all of a sudden you're seeing a more competitive Minnesota team. So I think he's headed in the right direction. I've still got hope for him and positivity for him, but I think he does need to make a run towards possibly a tournament uh, entrance or maybe even getting to the NIT and making a good run in it or something like that in order to keep that momentum going. I hope so. I like. I, I genuinely am rooting for him over here. I'm not just here to butter your biscuit and you know make Gophers <laughs> fans happy. But like, no, I, I like Ben Johnson because everything is said just off the court. It seems like a great guy. Um, now, uh, Kane, I, this, that was about just 20 minutes of just throwing you on the absolute sizzler right there in the hot seat. Uh, we're gonna switch things around. You'll ask me about my little Michigan State basketball team over here, but first, you need to talk everyone's ears off about FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. The NFL regular season is long gone, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you just place a $5 bet. So for this NFL divisional weekend slate, don't even worry about the spread. Don't stress laying the points. Heck, don't even lose sleep over if it's going to win or lose. 
it's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose for new customers. How easy does that get? The app is super easy to use, and there are so many ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and so much more. You already know there's going to be some great lines, great props out for this Spartans versus Gophers basketball game, too. So visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and make your first bet a layup. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Kane. I'm ready. All right, let's do this. I got a, I got a couple questions for you that I'm just dying to know. You kind of flipped it on me with the Dawson Garcia thing, and I gave you some background, but I feel like a lot of Gophers fans don't know enough background about this Michigan State team mm-hmm. that, yes, the, the record might not look great, but like we said, they played against high-quality opponents. But is it the Tyson Walker show, or who has really stepped up and showed out outside of the star player who you got back this season? He's certainly the most consistent guy. No no doubt about that. I mean, if it wasn't for Zach Eady, we're looking at a guy that could win Big Ten Player of the Year. No question. He just came off a game where he had 13 points. Everything like, oh god, that was terrible. Like, what, what is Tyson doing? And then it's like, I, I mean, that's pretty good if 13 points is considered like a not great game. But it's also been spotty everywhere else. Like Malik Hall, he's had a lot of good games. I mean, this is one of the 23 year olds on our team. Michigan State has a chunk of those. They have Malik Hall, AJ Hogard, Tyson Walker. Malik Hall, he's had some good games. He's also had some clunkers, including a game at Northwestern. We had 26 minutes, zero points, zero assists, zero rebounds. Kane, how is that even possible? Just for a ball and not even land at your yeah. feet once during it. But That's regardless, <laughs> by and large, it has been a good season for him. But, man, when he disappears, whoo-hoo, he, he ain't even on the bus. He's already back on campus. Uh, so it's just moments like that. A.J. Hogarth has had that, too. He's had a slow start to his season. Jaden Akins, like last year, slow come along to his season, too. But now we're starting to see them play more consistently. And then they hit the road. Okay, we're playing good. We're playing good at home. Five-game win streak at home. Then they hit the road. Play a stinker against Northwestern, and that was just a game where I think it was actually more of Northwestern playing really good than it was Michigan State playing really bad, Malik mm-hmm. Hall's performance aside. And then Illinois, too, there were, of course, things they could have done during the game to win that one, but I, sometimes it just comes down to making shots and Coleman Hawkins just burying late daggers, and Illinois was just the better team that night. So it's like, oh, my God, we keep on getting like nine out, like nine out of ten performances from other teams when we are starting to finally – click here so it's just yeah that's, that's how it's going so yeah sorry that's a long way of saying that yeah it's it's a lot of Tyson Walker but here and there it's other guys as well for sure well I gotta ask you about the young guys I know that Cohen Carr probably dominates the 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 headlines you know uh Booker yeah. dominates the headlines but before I ask you about them I have to know about Minnesota's own Diggy Trey Trey Holloman how has he been going for the Michigan State Spartans uh how has he been fitting in the system I know that Gophers fans were hoping last year with the time he didn't get a ton of that maybe he mm-hmm. would transfer this way and head on over, but he seems like he's locked in, loves what Coach Izzo is doing out there. So what have you seen from Holloman in this season? It's it's all jiggy over here because we just did a whole segment on this yesterday about how Trey Holloman, at least to my eyes and a lot of Michigan State fans' eyes, is the surprise of the season. Last year, not a great three-point shooter. I think he was at like 22%. Now he's a bonafide 41% shooter. All right, he leads the nation in assist-to-turnover ratio. It's like, oh, my, like, we, we thought there'd be a little jump from freshman to sophomore year, but now he's, like, a legitimate, like, great sixth man for Michigan State. Now, he has to establish it a little more on the road. He does great at home, but he's had some road games where he's a little timid, only takes one three-point attempt despite being a 40% shooter. But I've been blown away by Trey Holloman because my expectations for him going into this year 
were not that high. I thought it'd be just another guy that just dishes the ball and plays some defense, but no, legitimate offensive threat. And that's important, too, because uh, McDonald's All-American, five-star point guard, Jeremy Fears, likely out for the rest of the season, got shot in the leg back in his hometown just outside of Chicago, and it's like, well, Trey, we're going to need a lot of more minutes out of you, actually, bud. And he's been delivering, so yeah, certainly, certainly a great surprise for, for these eyes over here and many other Michigan State fans, too. For sure. No, I mean, even though he's with you Spartans over there, I always pull yeah. for him a little bit because of the hometown Thanks. connection here. But I want to know yeah. your thoughts on the other freshmen on this team. Have they kind of been underwhelming to you, whelming, or I guess what are your expectations with two players that have freak athleticism, can jump out the gym, yeah. but it seems like they're still kind of tiptoeing their way into the mm-hmm. into the season or maybe testing out the waters as far as that goes? I could do 45 straight minutes on this, like, without <laughs> even taking a breath. But I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Cohen Carr, I would not classify him as underwhelming, but on the box score you can see why that some people might think so. I just don't think he gets enough run. He gets benched for some mistakes. Like, the other game he got backdoored. Okay, he saw the bench immediately. And then you see fifth-year seniors getting backdoored the next possession, and they just get to play for the next two or three minutes anyway. It's like, Tom, um, <laughs> love you. You uh, you provided so much happiness in my life. You're a Hall of Fame coach. You're a better basketball mind than I will ever be. What the hell, man? Like, we, we can't give the most athletic freak in the nation some more run just for making a small blip on defense. So, Cohen Carr, I, I've been delighted with him. He needs to see the floor more, point blank. Now, Xavier Booker. The whole offseason, despite the five-star ranking, despite McDonald's All-American, despite being top ten in the recruiting rankings, we on this show said, guys, it's going to be a slow burn there. Okay, This might take two years to get there. might even take three. I, I have to say, though, I did, I did not think it would be this slow off the starting blocks. Now, physically, that might have to be a big issue because he's six foot ten, about 85 pounds. I, if, if you open a door on a day like today in Michigan – He's going to blow to the next lecture hall. Like, he just has no muscle on the body. He needs a strong offseason in the weight room. But also just the motor, too. I mean, he also has a lot of lapses on defense. And right now, all that he is is a 3-and-D guy who's 6'10". And, like, doesn't shoot the three ball like that great. I mean, he'll hit one with, like, two minutes to go in a 20-point game, and the fans will go nuts. But, like, that's a long way of saying that. It has been a little underwhelming for Xavier Booker, a guy that did come in as a five-star. So a lot of fans, especially early in the season when we were taking a lot of losses, were just screaming for Xavier Booker to play more. But then you actually see him in the games. It's like, oh, oh, that's why he didn't play early in the year. So that's the thing with Xavier Booker. I'm not, I'm not calling it quits. I'm not calling him a bum or a wash or that we yeah. should cut ties with him immediately. It's just it, it, it's taking a little longer than a lot of us thought. But the ceiling is still there. He has the frame. The shooting stroke does look nice. Just got to see them go through the hoop and lock in on defense a little more, especially for a Tom Izzo system. So, yeah. For sure. Well, I got one more for you, so it'll be my yeah. last one here. But I got to know, in this Gophers versus Spartans matchup, who do you think is the X-factor player for the Michigan State Spartans to make sure yeah. that they win uh, and secure the, the win on this matchup? Yeah, I'm going to go with Malik Hall uh, because, man, when he plays good, he, he's Michigan State's best low-scoring option. It, it's not our centers. Our centers have been a different story this year. They don't really offer anything offensively. But if Malik Hall has that little five feet and in scoring game going, okay, like that adds a lot of comfort to Michigan State. Um, also, I'm going to keep on going with, with the Minnesota guy, Trey Holloman, too. I mean, I'm feeling pretty comfortable about our guards. Tyson Walker, solid. A.J. Hogard, solid. But, hey, if those guys need a blow – 
Okay. Trey, let's keep riding this wave of momentum, man. Like, he had a really, really good game against Rutgers. I think his best game so far this season, personally. So if he can keep riding that, I mean, whew, okay, that, that's going to feel not, not just good about what's going on Thursday night, but this bulk of the Big Ten season where Michigan State could really use a stretch of wins here. So, yeah, we're going to go with Jiggy. I love it. I love it. I think it's going to be a big game. I'm really worried about these injuries overall, but if they're playing, I think it should be a good one. I'd say on Minnesota's side, my X factor, if everyone's healthy, would be Braden yeah. Carrington because Braden Carrington said to me in the offseason that he wants to be known as a Big Ten defender, as one of the best in the Big Ten, and go up against the um, Boo Booies of the world and the sure. Tominagas of the world. And you know what? He played Tominaga. He kept him 0 from 5 on the floor, so hopefully he can maybe cool down Walker a little bit in this matchup as um, well, but it should be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. It, it will be, and also first time in a long time for Spartans versus Gophers, because their only meeting last year got canceled due to the, mm-hmm. the tragedy of Michigan State, so it's like, it's been a while since we faced each other on the court, so it's good to be back. Good for to be sure. back. Spartans, Gophers, oh, God, this is going to be a good one. Uh, 6.30 <laughs> Eastern Time, 5.30 Central Time, a nice little dinner show for you uh, over there in the Central Time Zone. So, Love it. Folks, that's Kane Rob, just fantastic work over at Locked on Gophers. He is truly the man, and I'm just Matt Sheehan, Locked on Spartans. So, yeah, you guys, uh, yeah, I'm not missing anything over here. But, guys, until then, hey, roll the boat. Go green. Love you all. Let's go.